Hello again. Thanks so much for listening to today's challenge. We're in Psalm 136, verses 1 through 9. Psalm 136, verses 1 through 9. It says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who by understanding made the heavens, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who spread out the earth above the waters, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who made the great lights, for his steadfast love endures forever. The sun to rule over the day, for his steadfast love endures forever. The moon and stars to rule over the night, for his steadfast love endures forever. Now, we're going to stop right here in the middle of this psalm and and just kind of pull our challenge from this section today. Now, I'm just going to make a quick statement here. Those of you that complain about uh, repetitive choruses might not like this psalm because, of you, as you've noticed, in each verse, they repeat, His steadfast love endures forever, for His steadfast love endures forever. But I also want you to notice the worship of God for His power, His authority, His goodness, without explanation or questioning. Notice, they say, give thanks to the Lord. He's good. He's the God of gods. He's the Lord of lords. He who alone does great wonders. He made the heavens. He spread out the earth above the waters. He made the great lights, the sun to rule over the day, the moon and stars to rule over the night. They don't give any explanation except they said he did it. He was done by him and he alone. And he's to be worshiped. He's to be glorified. And we should also acknowledge that he does all these things because of his steadfast love. He's good. No, no buts, no, no whys, no questions. He made it all. No buts, no questions. But accept, like a child, that he loves you and he's in control. That's what the Bible's all about. The Bible continually points us to the fact that there's one God. And that he made everything. In the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth. The Bible also shows us from that passage that God has always existed as one God, but in three persons. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's why in Genesis it says, And God said, Let us make man in our image. At the same time, uh, we see how the God made, the Father made the heavens and the earth. Colossians and John, Colossians 1 and John 1 tell us that nothing was made that wasn't made by Jesus, the Son. We also see that the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the earth. And so all, in everything, God was the one creating it. There's one God, but he's always existed in three persons. And he's a good God. He's the God of gods, the Lord of lords. He alone does great wonders. He's the only one who made the heavens. He spread out the earth above the waters. He made the great lights, the sun to rule over the day, the moon and stars to rule over the night. And folks, I just want you to get to that point where you can just stop trying to question it and fight it and resist it, which is Satan trying, he's trying to get the world to question whether or not God really made the earth or did it happen over billions of years and all this stuff. Folks, the Bible's real clear that God created the earth and he did it in six days, rested on the seventh. And 
he wants us to accept it and trust it and trust him. In Acts 17, verses 24 through 31, Paul speaking to a group of people that think they're smart, and he says, The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods in the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him, yet he's actually not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, even as some of your own poets have said, for we indeed are his offspring. Being then God's offspring, we ought not to think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of man. The time of ignorance God has overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent because he's fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has appointed. And of all this, he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. Accept it like a child. Stop questioning. God is good and he made everything. I look forward to sharing some more with you next week. Hope to see you then.